0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Columbus, and Kat is also hosting as well. Well, I guess, like, I'm technically hosting, but, anyways, we're both on here. Uh, this is our seventh episode and our second paranormal episode. So,
1: yes, I actually want to read you something really quick. Yep. I think this is pretty interesting. Um, this has to pertain to the podcast. This is, like, all the states in the United States where people are listening. Um, West Virginia, obviously, because I'm here. Uh, (laughs) Pennsylvania, which is where you are from. Virginia, Ohio, Washington, New Jersey, New York, Colorado, California, Florida, and Kentucky. Oh. And then we have, so sorry if I'm not saying this right, but Hesse, Germany, and Ireland.
0: That's awesome. I just want to say thank you everyone for listening, especially when you know we're just getting into this the last few weeks. So we really appreciate you guys.
1: Definitely. It's yeah, super that's... fun. I'm glad we get to do it.
0: Today I'm going to be talking about two houses. So one's a townhouse in New York City. It's called the House of Death. And the very next one I'll be getting into is the Woodburn Governor's House, which is in... Delaware. So the House of Death, it's reported to have at the least 22 ghosts. And that was back in like the late 1800s that a paranormal investigator came into the house and said that there was 22 ghosts. The House of Death was built in 1856. And it's located downtown New York City, 14 West 10th Street. The person that bought it was James Johnston. He was founding like a reading room, library, and like the 10th Street studio. So he was, you know, pretty up there. He also had like some ties into like the Underground Railroad, all that stuff, which he died there. Fast forward, Mark Twain actually lived there and he only lived there for like a year or two. And he was a very big skeptic. Like he still didn't believe that. There was paranormal stuff until one night he was writing a book and just in deep thought and you know, I mean like into his writing and all of a sudden he noticed like in the corner of his eye that in the fireplace something like just looked off. So he stared at the fireplace and here there was just a log that was on fire, but it was just floating in the fireplace and he's just like well. I don't know about this. So he decides to (laughs) shoot at it for some reason. Because why not?
1: (laughs) Because he's a white man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and then when he shot it, it immediately dropped. But then he blamed it on a rodent. Because, you know, rodents rodents
1: can make things levitate.
0: Yeah, they're on fire.
1: Hey, I seen Mickey Mouse do it.
0: (laughs) After he left, there was a woman that took over the house. Her name is Jan Bartel, and she reported a lot of paranormal activity. And her and her daughter was living there; it was just them two and their dog. She, you know, she would see stuff in the corner of her eye. She would feel stuff, and also they would smell things. Literally, like there would be food that would show up that they know that they did not buy, but it'd be rotting. They, she reported that you would smell smells that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs> That's all I can explain it. And they just come out of nowhere. So there was one time she was like doing laundry or whatever, and all of a sudden she sees like this, like a person, but obviously it was see through, but it was just staring at her in a way. You know what I mean? Like I said, she can't see a face, but it was just pretty much looking at her, just standing there still. So she walked up to it and decided to touch it because why not? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that'd be something that me and you would do, honestly.
1: Yes, one hundred percent.
0: When she touched it, though, she explained it as something that she had never felt before. So, she described it as a substance without a substance. It was chilly, damp, and it was like a marsh mist or like a cloud. Okay? And she said she could literally, like, her fingertips that touched this presence froze. Like, they were ice cold. Just the tips of her finger. Like, the rest of her hand was warm. It was just the tips of her finger that touched the figure. And then, as soon as she also touched it, and of course she, like, recoiled her hand immediately. And here, then, she started smelling, like, this really weird smell. Unbearably sweet. But not, like, a good sweet. It was, like, a bitter sweet. And then after that, that's when the smells really started coming out. And stuff in the rotting food. And then their small dog, which was always friendly, started becoming aggressive for no reason. It would just start just acting out, being aggressive. So she invited the paranormal investigator in. And he said that it was haunted by at the minimum of 22 ghosts. Sadly, shortly after that, her dog died. Within twenty-four hours after the dog died. Another tenant that was in the same building died. Whatever whatever caused the death was very rapid. And then she also died. The the mother, Bartel, because she actually wrote a a book about the hauntings, and she actually died after writing that book. It doesn't say like an exact date on this one. This also happened in the same exact townhouse. So around 6:40 a.m., 911 dispatchers got a pressing phone call from Heda Newsbaum. She said that her six-year-old daughter Lisa wasn't breathing, so an ambulance was sent to her Greenwich residency right away. When the paramedics arrived, they were greeted by a very disturbing scene. They found Lisa lying naked, unresponsive on the kitchen floor, and her brother Mitchell tied to a playpen and soaked his own urine. Nusbum herself was covered with bruises and had several broken bones. Investigators also discovered marijuana, cocaine, over 20 crack pipes, and $25,000 in cash at the apartment. Paramedics were regrettably unable to revive Lisa on their way to the hospital, which Lisa is only six years old, by the way. Later, her autopsy revealed the cause of her death was repeated blunt force trauma to the skull. Hedda and lawyer Joel Steinberg, which was her husband and Lisa's father, were both arrested and subsequently charged with first-degree murder. After a cocaine binge, Joel Steinberg violently abused both Lisa and his wife. Hedda avoided a charge in exchange for testimony against Joel. A jury found him guilty of manslaughter in second degree and sentenced him to term in jail. And he wasn't released until 2004 which he should have never even been out to be honest no throughout like history until now there's been multiple residents that have lived there that have like it's been reported that people literally go insane you know okay so the woman like i talked about earlier like it was, it was her and her daughter that lived in the house i'm pretty sure her daughter did die she ended up moving out of the house completely after whatever situation took place she literally wasn't even living in the house anymore but they said it was reported that once she actually left that townhouse and moved you know away as soon as she finished that manuscript for the book that she was writing about the house it was reported that she kept having suicidal attempts which is not acting herself so they they think that something actually like attached itself to her and followed her to her new house. When she died, she actually they ruled it out as a suicide. Since then, there's been multiple in quotation marks suicides throughout the years, like even to this day. So they call it the House of Death. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure what's wrong with that property. <laughs> uh. It's given me crimson peak vibes. And the
0: next house I'm going to talk about is the Woodburn Governor House. Let me just start off by saying, because obviously Delaware is like the oldest state. It was the first state Delaware was. So, anyway, so obviously Delaware is like oldest, oldest heck when it comes to the formation of the United States. So, anyways, this house. The Woodburn Mansion, because originally it was just Woodburn Mansion, and now it's the Woodburn Governor's House. So, it was built in 1790. Paranormal things didn't actually start happening until about 25 years or so after it was built and moved into. And the owners, like the original, like the builders slash owners, they would always host parties and stuff like that. There was someone that was staying at the house and he came down for breakfast and they're all sitting at the table, like her, her husband and the friend. And she's like, oh, let's eat. And the guest is like, well, aren't we going to wait for our other guest?" And she's like, she looks kind of confused. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's no other guest. You're our only guest. He's like, no, there was a gentleman, you know, at the stairwell that I ran into. We had a good conversation and everything. And she's like, there's no other guest. She's like, I don't know who you talked to, but it there was no other guest. <laughs> so she asked him to describe it, or describe the, the man he spoke to. And actually, he ended up describing her father. And her father's never even been to the house, by the way. Because her father actually died before the house was built. Since then, there were many... Guests that have stayed there that also seen this. It's just crazy because, like I said, it didn't actually start until like twenty-some years later after the house was built. There's also a ghost that likes to party and literally will drink wine. So if you leave a glass of wine or even a bottle of wine out at night when you wake up, it's completely empty.
1: That would be my excuse, too. <laughs> I'd be like, what? No, I didn't drink it. Who's the ghost? <laughs> uh, and
0: the same ghost, like I said, likes to party. And it's, and it's a guy. Because it says, like, you'll see sometimes like just, like, half of his body, like, half of his upper body will just be floating around sometimes. But you can hear his feet on the floor. And they'll, like, shuffle like he's dancing or, like, really drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just reported that you'll see, like, wine glasses move and stuff like that. And, like, if you leave... Even if you just, like, leave the room. So, like, even if you just leave the room and you, like, leave wine there, like, just, like, in a glass or something, it'll be gone when you come back in. Now, there's other ghosts, too, that haunt that mansion. There's a young girl that's often seen, like, in the gardens. And she also plays in the fountains. And so, she'll just be in there splashing. And, like, you can literally see it. There's been multiple documentations I like when there's like an inauguration that goes in for like a new governor, like you actually see her in some videos or pictures and stuff like she wears a bonnet and like a white dress, sometimes she's carrying a candle, sometimes she's not. And you'll literally like see her like splashing in the water and stuff. It's crazy.
1: This stuff is really fascinating, but I need a real quick break. Enjoy the ad, and we'll be right back.
0: Do you enjoy dancing while burning calories that you consume throughout the day? Well, you're in luck. My name's Stephanie, and I am a Dance to Fit instructor based out of Morgantown, West Virginia. I offer dance fitness classes, which are full body workouts. Um, I do it three times a month, every other Saturday and one day during the week, typically 615 to 730. You can find me on Dance Fitness with Steph on Facebook to keep up on date with all of the events. Each class is $5 a person. Bring your friends and come and dance and have fun with us. We dance to Christian, hip-hop, pop, and even some country. There is something for everyone. We modify dance moves, so whether it's your first time or your hundredth time, your only competition is yourself.
1: That was a much-needed break and a much-needed ad. Thank you for listening. Now, back to the show.
0: So, now that I told you about the House of Death in New York City and then the Woodburn Governor's House in Delaware, uh, we're going to move on to some Reddit posts about paranormal experiences. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about our own personal paranormal experiences that we've had, which we've touched on before, but we're going to touch on it again because, guess what, Jess? There's been some new activity in my house, of course. <laughs> and actually, Doug, it freaked Doug out because this whole entire time that we have lived here and I was like, yeah, our friend, he's he's just here. You know what I mean? Like, he's been here before we've been here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, he's probably been here since the house was built in the 1920s. Well, actually, my house was built in 1920, exactly. Um, so, I have a, you know, my house is literally 102 years old. I forget what day last week. It actually might have been last Wednesday. So, here, we were just, like, in the dining room. Uh, like, we just got home from somewhere. And we were just talking in the dining room. Of course, you know, like, the dining room is actually my dog's room. and um i think we were actually just playing with the dogs well all of a sudden he finally hears the footsteps going up the stairs and at first he's like what was that i was like the spirit that lives here i keep telling you this and he's like no 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 he's like we just stepped in the house wrong i was like okay (laughs) you literally heard it walking up the stairs nothing else could have made this noise <laughs> you know what i mean because it literally sounded like footsteps going up the stairs and on the landing and and so he literally made me walk in the dining room and like babe i'm like just just ignore it or acknowledge it one of the two don't make a big deal it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh no 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 and then he started talking in the kitchen about paranormal stuff and here the lights start flickering. <laughs> he's like, we're stopping right now. We're changing the subject. We're going to go watch stuff too
1: <laughs> that is... Like, anytime we put it on the TV, he's like, no, I'm peacing the fuck out. I don't watch this shit. Yep.
0: Like, and it's hilarious because, and of course, like, and it, I was like so shocked. So he actually got me into watching. It's called Sam and Colby. I don't know if you've ever watched them. It's about these two dudes they are like in their mid-20s. And sometimes they're really fun to watch because they're like really funny and stuff. I really like them. And and not they also do traveling and stuff like that too. He actually is the one that found Sam and Colby and he loves their stuff. But he refused to watch it at nighttime. It has to be during the day. And then after that he's like, Are you gonna sage the house? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
0: every time. It's so funny.
1: Have and, you named the ghost yet? know you should definitely name it and then invite new people over and be like oh that's just charles being charles you know
0: like i don't want to say i wish i could talk to it
1: um yeah because next thing you know you're gonna be yeah, waking up with like yeah. some something whispering ear in your ear
0: it's like i just wanted to know your name and that's it but i also don't want to invite that either because that could just lead to other stuff that i just don't mm-hmm. want invited so we're just going to keep it as my shadow friend. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. And there's been multiple people. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Or even heard stuff. I No, I'm pretty sure you have heard stuff in my house. But anyways. Uh, there's been multiple people that have came over though. And have seen this. Including my mom. And you know my mom. She is not big into paranormal stuff. She's like did you know there is a black shadow figure in the corner of your kitchen? I'm like, yeah. He just chills. It's okay. He's not going to bother you. I like, he's just curious. Like, he never seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to this Reddit post. The title says, I think I have some sort of paranormal attachment and others are beginning to see it. This posted four days ago by... Loading GXX error. Is that really a screen name? Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it was just an error. And you're reading yeah.
0: it out loud. <laughs> That's, I was like, really? A screen name. <laughs> so ever since I was a kid, my mom has told me my family has a history of being able to see ghosts. But ever since I was a kid, I've always felt like I've had something attached to me. I've moved a fair bit as a child, and no matter where I've lived, I've always experienced paranormal happenings. Lights coming on and off, doors slamming, seeing shadow people. Um, I even once described my stepfather's dad to him, even though he died years before I even thought of being conceived. Fast forward to my adult life, and it hasn't changed at all. I have... A family of my own now, and even my kids have seen things. What's really interesting about all this is now even people who visit my home are seeing things. Example, I once was home alone while the wife was at work and the kids were at school. I'm doing the normal house things, cleaning up a bit, and also taking time out to game once all is said and done. I went to the kitchen to grab a drink, and in my son's room which is towards the front of my house and also adjacent to the kitchen, I see a little boy in overalls just standing there. Didn't acknowledge me, didn't move, just stood there. And I knew he was an entity because he was wearing a jumper with a button-down shirt and he was literally gray in collar. I mean, no other collar. him, his clothes, all gray. Shrugging off as it wasn't first time I've seen a spirit I got my drink and walked past again and he was gone. Fast forward two days later, I invited my cousin and his fiancé for dinner with me and my wife. It was fairly uneventful until they were getting ready to leave. My cousin's fiancé asked to use the restroom, so I pointed in the direction it was, which is directly next to my son's room. who wasn't home as we had gotten my mother to watch the kids for that night so we could enjoy An adult evening. She came back from the restroom and asked, Who's that little boy in the room just sitting on the bed? I thought your kids weren't here. To which I replied, They weren't. Her face immediately went a bit pale and she (laughs) she walked back to my son's room and then came running back into the kitchen saying he was gone. Now, at this point, I hadn't told anyone, not even my wife, about what I'd seen, but my cousin's fiance described it as a little boy that I had seen perfectly. Needless to say, dinner was cut short. A week after that, I'm laying in my bed, and I begin to feel a burning sensation on my back. I tell my wife to see if she can see anything, and she proceeds to tell me. I have three distinct claw-looking scratches going down my back. They were red and clearly visible, even on my skin, as an as I'm African American. That wasn't the first time. I've ever had those marks either. But I've only ever woke up to them. And that was the first time. I've ever felt it happening. With me being awake. And this has happened at least 10 times over the years. So what do you guys think? Is it me that's haunted? Um, Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, Maybe not so much. <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh my gosh. Hold on. There's a comment on that wow that's awesome you should write a book <laughs>
1: <laughs> never mind that this thing could be like completely yeah. malevolent and want to kill your family just write the book before you die okay yeah.
0: oh okay so no that loading xx error is actually his screen name okay <laughs> or whatever you want to call the freaking name username yeah <laughs> good to know um so someone replies saying it's probably your twin bro who died in the womb he's taking revenge on. he's living a happy life through something else that is a crazy story though um uh, I don't know maybe I'm like haunted cause okay I don't think I'm haunted I think it's just spirits pick up that I can see them so pretty much a medium
1: I'm an extra large <laughs> gosh I swear to God if I go to edit this audio back and I hear somebody whispering, I'm gonna be really mad. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it a complete secret and then leave it in the episode or something so whenever you and Doug like listen to it back, you can hear it.
0: So please tell me how paranormal is not real, please explain.
1: I think it's people's unwillingness to admit. There's something they can't see,
0: like little old Mark Twain shooting at ghosts.
1: (laughs) You know what? That that's a hell of a life, man. Yeah, I want to grow old in a little cabin (laughs) shooting. (laughs) (laughs) It's sad that that's not more like commonly known now when somebody asks me finding who Mark Twain is I'm not even going to bring up the books I'm like yeah he's a he's a little old guy that's in a cabin like shooting <laughs> floating wood
0: and apparently like he just disappeared after that or something like well not like disappeared because obviously he died like years later
1: mm-hmm.
0: but like when he left this house he actually like disappeared for a while I I'm going to read this Halloween prank gone wrong in a spooky way. So, two Halloweens ago, I did something kind of dumb. Let me start at the beginning. So, I started working at a small local pizza shop in my hometown. After a few days, I became really good. work friends with the early morning housekeeper for the bar next door. She was really cool and dark. Very mysterious along with her. Um, I made friends with some of the cooks. One cook and I started hanging out almost every weekend. Eventually, the housekeeper became comfortable with us coming over. Her house was like the party store threw up Halloween and horror. So, my house. (laughs) Uh, She had many odd collections, stones, dead flowers, herbs, and many, many books on witches and black magic. Her prized possession was a real human skull. okay. She got off a crackhead many years ago, or years (laughs) prior. Needless (laughs) to say, it took some warming up to get us used to her house. Though spooky, it was still very much inviting. Cut to Halloween 2020. Oh, that should be great. And it's a full moon. Oh, even better. Halloween was my best, or my friend's only holiday she ever celebrated. So we went big. By this time, the cook we made friends with had become absolutely unsufferable to be around. So he, er, so we hatched an idea to scare the absolute piss out of him. The plan: my friend and her daughter and I sat down to talk about what we wanted to do. I mentioned how it was a full moon, so how about we go to the oldest cemetery near us at midnight and do some EVPs and stuff? They said absolutely now i name my lady friend T. T was very into black magic. She wanted to take her witch's bell and open a portal. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really believe her, but went with it. Her daughter chimed in with a brilliant idea to construct a mock dipic box. And when we got there, she would smash it on the ground and start acting up to scare the cook off. We would or we should have known better. Well, I should have Halloween night. We were a bit late getting out the door, but at about 1130 that night, we left T's place. The cook drove and sat shotgun. T and her daughter were in the back, her daughter with the dipic box in hand. We had told him she ordered it offline. T did an amazing job making it look absolutely authentic. So as we drove, we didn't think much about the box. I had brought my EVP recorder and EMF detector with us. I set the EMF detector in the door as we drove and had it off. All of a sudden, T's daughter giggled and shook a mock Dybbuk box. And out of nowhere, my EMF My EMF meter starts to sound off and beep, and it wasn't on. We all went silent, and the whole mood shifted. We got to the cemetery and all kind of nervously got out of the car. The whole area was glowing. Well, obviously, it's a full moon. Um, (laughs) The leaves glistening in the moonlight and the tombstones was almost surreal, with the glow from the granite reflecting the moon. Clear skies and all alone, we slowly made our way to the back part of the cemetery. It was so beyond silent out there. We find a good spot. And T says, okay, everyone, sit in a circle. She then opens a container and pours her sacred salt mix around us and warns us to not leave for any reason until we're done. At this point, I'm ready to go home. Oh, don't leave that circle, bro. Uh, The cook looks terrified. I'm absolutely dreading the feelings in the air. So we all sit. T puts the box in the middle of us and puts both the EMF and EVP recorder next to it. Her daughter starts playing a spirit box app, and the sounds that came out of it silenced us. It says, Let me out.
1: Oof. Then the
0: EMF went nuts. Suddenly. I got the gut-seeking <laughs> feeling I wasn't alone with them anymore and we were in serious trouble. So, silence falls over us and we all kind of stare at each other. Now, me, T, and her daughter had not at all planned on this box actually being real. But somehow, she managed to catch some entity inside. Then, like we were snapped back or snapped from a trance, we realized There's walking coming from the woods inches from us. Well, that's always great. Um, we can clearly see no one is there. I closed my eyes and I grabbed T's hand and said, okay, I'm officially scared. What do we do? She said, it's fine. Go start real. I said, bitch. You and I both know that's a lie. (laughs) As I said that, the cook stands up and says, "You guys, I think we really need to get the heck out of here." I can hear people around us. At this point, he kicks us. Oh God, why? He kicks us all (laughs) a circle open and starts walking into the car. T's daughter smashes the box and says, "Screw it, let's go!" Wow, you guys are doing great. You guys are doing great.
1: The duke. This is how people die.
0: Yeah. The cook
1: is there
0: and literally kicks the salt circle open. And then the daughter smashes the box that says that Lily said, let me out. Yes, this is going to go great guys. So we all frantically follow. When us girls got home, we knew we messed up. We didn't close the door. We opened really, Huh? We actually caught something in the box. We might have let it out there on accident. All I know is since then none of us four have been right. I never feel like I'm alone and I've and if I'm working alone, I always have a double check. i really if I'm really alone. I've always believed in paranormal, but now I'm a firm believer in black magic and witchcraft. You After did? this, we all had a falling out and no longer speak to each other.
1: People are stupid.
0: I'm going to read another one It says, sorry, this is long, but I needed to tell someone about it. So the story goes, when I was in seventh grade, my family decided to move. My father found a house to rent for cheaper than it should have been. I'm not sure why we still moved in after learning about some of what had happened there. Once we had moved in, it seemed like my parents were different people. My mother became more withdrawn and began to drown herself in religion. While my father began to become aggressive and threatening worse than he ever had before. Even my baby sister began to exhibit strange behavior. She began to sleepwalk often, times stopping to stand at the door leading to the basement. I felt like I was going crazy in that house. No one seemed to notice the worsening behavior of my family, or perhaps they didn't care. The room I stayed in in this house was the top of the stairs, I could look out my door and down the hall towards my parents' room. My closet door was small enough that I had to crouch. I ended up putting an arm wire against it so that I could stop worrying about it opening on its own. So my parents' room resided opposite mine at the far end of the hallway. When they had been setting up their room, they had found knives. Oh. Not just a couple of them. No, like the knives lined the wall around the floorboard. Some stabbed in, but most just laying there. The closet was not spared from an overabundance of kitchen utensils, all reflecting the eerie yellowed light. Stranger still were the scratches in the paint. They were messy and looked to have been done by a person. That's good. Most of them were on the sloped ceiling. Okay. Of the closet. Arguably, my sister had the most normal room. The only strange thing was the crawl space entrance above her bed. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, I would creak it would creak open on occasion, but was dismissed as a raccoon even after she claimed to have seen a face. Oh. Oh, this is great. Uh, The rest of the house was terrible. It was yellowed from cigarette smoke. A patch of carpet was cut out due to a stabbing incident by the tents before us. And there seemed to be an ever-present chill in the air. No areas were worse than the basement in the garage. I can imagine. these tents are
1: always so creepy. I know.
0: Yep. It could be like completely finished, like, you know, like have a bedroom and like a whole fit, like pretty much like a little house and it's still going to be creepy. Yep. So no areas were worse than the basement garage. As per my bad luck, it seemed we had a spider infestation in the basement Along with that, for some reason, our shower was located down there. The garage had a lofted area that always felt like it hosted something more than a couple stray cats or some birds. It seemed to always smell lightly of rot in there, and I hated it. I couldn't sleep when in that house, which was nothing short of a blessing half the time, as it seemed the worst happened come evening. One night my father wandered down the stairs to the living room where my mother and I were or my mother and I sat reading. He looked dazed, not at all there. His eyes seemed distant and unfocused until he spotted my mother and I and then he seemed to be overtaken by rage. He had rushed over and tried to attack my mother. When that hadn't worked, he grabbed a vase and yelled at the two of us. He asked which one wanted to die first because he was going to kill us and take my sister with him. I was scared. I panicked. And in a state of blind fear, I punched him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He had luckily dropped the vase. He seemed to go back to back to the date not filled with anger. He turned for my mother and I and said something that neither of us can make out and began to go back upstairs. I decided to follow him up and make sure my sister was safe. All he did was walk to his room. His behavior became more extreme over the time he remained there. I noted a distinct lack of smell of alcohol that was on him, rather a smell similar to both what was in the basement in the garage seemed to follow him, a mix of dust and sweet rot. My mother kicked him out a few weeks later, seeing... Seeming to come to our senses after he had swung at me in front of her, it seemed that after he left the house, became angry. My sister seemed to become a target. She was more violent than any three-year-old should have been. A couple weeks after we returned to the house, uh, this time lulled into a sense of false security by the absence of my father. On one of the nights that I... That I was unable to sleep. I had heard footsteps on the stairs. I sat silent on my bed. Hoping that it was just my sister sleepwalking. I then heard a door slam. Followed by my sister screaming. I rushed downstairs. Followed closely by my mother. The basement door was patched shut. With a sliding lock. But on the other side was my sister screaming and crying in panic. I was accused of locking her down there. My mother never did believe me when I said I had seen a head peeking through the gap of the stairs just watching. Due to the event, I was not allowed to do anything. My mother upped the chores I was to do, but it seemed that most of these were in the basement. (sighs) She demanded me scrub the shower to wash the laundry to sweep her the seemingly never-ending dirt that settled down there to even clear off the... Old cobwebs of spiders that resided in the rafters. She would scream at me when I would leave the basin before I was finished. I hated being down there. I felt I was being constantly watched. Sometimes things would move. Boxes would tip and spill. Things would hit me even when I was the only one down there. One of the more extreme events I remember happening is when I was doing laundry. I was transferring the wash into the dryer when suddenly the room seemed to hold more of a chill than it had before. Something rolled into my ankle and I jumped. When I had turned around to grab the basket, I noticed a dark shape just standing there. Oh, that's great. I blinked, thinking perhaps it was my eyes playing a trick on me, but it seemed to come closer, creating forward um as stupid and cliche as it as it is, the room seemed to glow cold or grow colder. As it moved forward. And a sickly sweet smell of mildew seemed to be coming overwhelming. Um, I let whatever it was get entirely too close. I was res- desperate to know what it was. That's always good. I couldn't make out much. I was—it was It was human shaped, tall and shadow like. Once I realized how close it was. I spurted up the stairs only to find the door locked. I panicked and slammed myself into the door. I could hear something akin to scraping. I lunged to the door that led outside the house, tripping on the small lip of the door. The alarm we had went off as I went and slammed to the door. I saw that same head sticking out from underneath the stairs again. We moved out not long after this. Thank goodness. I haven't really told anyone about this. No one seems to believe me. I have attempted to ask my parents about what happens there. My father claims that he doesn't remember much about living there and he does remember is foggy at best. My mother just claimed that it was normal for strange things to happen in old houses. I don't think what happened was normal and I know that it was real. Sorry for this being long, just kind of everywhere. I just really needed to tell someone about this as it has been eating at me since it happened. As a kid, I was always sensitive to paranormal stuff and was never freaked out. So this threw me through a loop and and suddenly living in fear.
1: Okay. That's where our washer and dryer was. So you had to go down there and like you could, you would go downstairs and you could feel you weren't wanted there. Yeah. Very creepy, always freezing. Like, even in the summer, it was just so freaking cold. And the weird part about the way the basement was, the way it was set up, if you can remember on, I think it's the Conjuring 1, the way the basement was set up, where the st- stairs just went straight down. Yeah. And then the room was open off to the side. That's the way ours was. Oh, and, you mean, like,
0: how my house is set up?
1: Yeah. Except uh, (laughs) our washer and dryer wasn't like directly down the stairs. It was off to the side in the back. So you literally had to walk across the entire basement to get to the washer and dryer. And for some reason, and I still say it's shady, the basement was huge, but half of it was bricked in. Wait, really? Yeah. As if they had taken the brick and like made out a separate room, and then bricked it all up.
0: That is creepy.
1: Yeah. And all they left was a tiny little crawl space, and you had to crawl through it to get to the other side.
0: Yeah, I ain't crawling through there.
1: No. I got such bad vibes from it.
0: Listen here, where that crawl space is, I'd be putting a line of salt and also a line of holy water, okay? But, like, we're, we're covering both spiritual things right now we're putting salt and we're putting holy water
1: it's a murder basement next week is stephanie yeah i think so because it might be mine
0: oh you Um. know what? i think it is yours um so last week was a break because it just wasn't a good week for me and then the week before that it's when you covered um, we got a huge ranting session about mental health and social media. Yeah, medias. and clear
1: TikToks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's my turn. I love that you guys have your lives together and you know what you're talking about, her true crime, you paranormal. I'm <laughs> over here like, let's tangent for 45 minutes because I have no idea what to do.
0: You can talk about whatever you want
1: that's the thing I don't know (laughs) this whole podcast was my idea so but it's okay we work it out but uh yep I think that wraps this I keep every time I say that we keep talking I know you think we we would learn by now (laughs) that ranting episode I kid you not Mm -hmm. I had two hours and 40 minutes worth of content (laughs) that I had to edit and like eventually I was like you know what we're cutting like the forty minutes out. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just cutting this half. I don't even care what it says. I don't care what's in it. I'm not listening to anymore. I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> we really did go on a rant. I it think was a it was like rant.
1: Two a.m. by the time I went to bed.
0: Holy shit.
1: Well, um, uh, let's see. Yeah. So next week is my week. And then the week after will be Stephanie, and we're actually going to do what we did uh, this past month, and we're going to take a break. And then we'll be back in, what is it, May, with you again. Woo! Just something we're going to try, you know, we want to... Podcasting, it's pretty much easy just to sit down and record, but it's the editing. I get two days off every week. But lately, it seems like I haven't been getting those days off at all, which like, yay for my wallet. But yeah. All right. Again, every time I say it. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> like, well, we went from a cute little 30 minute segment to a break <laughs> to now going on 59 minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah. But uh, we will see you next week with our tangent episode. Okay. let yes. talk about anything, everything, probably the Oscars, because I really want to know you guys' opinion. What about the Will Smith thing? Uh huh. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. We'll
0: that. definitely
1: talk about that. Yeah, because I, I have mixed emotions op- about it, honestly. I do too. But so we're going to save that for next week, because if yes. I don't, we'll be here <laughs> <It> all <really> night. <laughs> <So. will. laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.